There we go. There you are. I see you. That's right, John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show, now on video. You do enjoy watching people talk on the radio. Don't understand it, but it's what the kids are all doing. And I haven't gotten a chance to get a look at myself, but I'm sure it doesn't look so good. So I, um, Sherry, remember Don Imus? Oh, of course, yeah. And then you end up with a, you know, hat <laughs> on, and then he's he like glasses and he's always yeah like, big big dark glasses <laughs> some sort of weird thing here yeah <laughs> everything was like really yeah he's all hunched over and yeah Don and you realize they're like I was well just wear a bunch of crap because you're on the radio you're not supposed to have to be looking at anything but I keep adding stuff in the background <laughs> oh I, that's a that's a new statue. Here's what I don't like about doing radio with the video. I can't eat my stuff that I normally eat because I, I think it's rude. It, it was wait a minute, rude wait, before. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it was rude when we couldn't see you. And you, you think it's more rude because at least we know what you're doing and it's not just some weird sound. And why don't you just I, eat during a break? I've got a chest cold. Yeah, the Triscuits aren't going to help that either. They're really clogging right. things up. I, I know. Think. Small pieces of wood don't really help when you're chewing them. <laughs> I've got to switch to the blue one now. Now you're making me switch to the blue one. I, I, you've got to be out of that stuff by now. Yeah, can you overdose on, it. on whatever that is? I'm, I hope not. Comes up with, no, you get uh, 228 of these in one can. Okay, are we, the music stuff, are we still doing radio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diving into the gun! <laughs> Oh, look, I found sunglasses while I was in the water. <laughs> God. you got to remember, right. most people are listening and they're not watching, so we can't. I, this is my fear. We're going to get so distracted I by know. stuff that we do with each other I, to, so, to make each other laugh that it's going to be really, really hard. And we were always on that fine line <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, say, now, I know. Yeah, I, <laughs> the show really already similar. barely made sense. And that was just so much worse. Yeah. It's I mean, really step away dangerous. From smashing a watermelon with a giant mallet. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, let's if you're on a bus, the best uh, place if you want to smoke uh, fentanyl um, is is on a bus. Because now we find out that, um, don't worry, you can't hurt the bus driver because um, apparently smoking fentanyl doesn't really have effect upon. You don't get the secondhand smoke effect. You're not going to get high. So smoke away. I just enjoy driving the bus. Stevon Williams is proud to be a driver for the King County Metro bus system. It still is a great job besides the fentanyl smoking on the bus. But he says nobody should be proud of the way things are on buses in Seattle right now. You have... People on the smoking right beside passengers, right beside mothers with little children. It's understandable that drivers and passengers are worried about being next to fentanyl smoke. But amazingly, some King County health officials seem to suggest it isn't a problem at all. No. Not seeing folks developing uh, secondhand exposure from touching, from, you know, this is just not happening. In a metro- This is King County Health. These are the people who are telling you to cut a hole. In a shower curtain so you could get it on during COVID, right? 
These are the same people mm-hmm. have you masking your two-year-old and booster shots that nobody wants to take. This is the same group of people. But go ahead. You know, it, it, smoking fentanyl on a bus, mm, technically it's okay. From transit meeting last year, Thea Oliphant-Wells from King County Public Health said there's no data to suggest fentanyl smoke is a hazard to riders or drivers. And in fact, she said smoking in public is safer for the fentanyl user. We want people to be using in a place where if they overdose, they can be um, discovered. According to the health department's website, there's no real risk for the everyday person being exposed to secondhand opioid smoke. For a week, we've asked to speak with the health department, but they declined an interview, despite their claims that media gets it wrong when covering fentanyl dangers. We have so much false reporting around fentanyl. Um, There's a lot of misinformation that's out there. Metro numbers show there were 1,000. What? Uh What's the false reporting on fentanyl? The false reporting, I assume, is that because I have forty nine more seconds, but what? Go ahead, go ahead. What's what do you think? Well, the false I, they, I don't is? think they explain it, but I think what it what what they may mean is that you know there's a lot of um, misconceptions that if you uh, touch fentanyl or if you if you have exposure to it that you can get very sick, and I, I think that right. hap- that can happen sometimes, but it doesn't always happen. So yeah. I, I can't believe they're defending this drug. Like, eh, yeah. don't worry about it. I mean... No, we'd I, rather you smoke in public because then it'd be safer for everybody. No, no, we would rather have you smoke in public. The, I don't know if these are the same experts that when the whole COVID crap started, you could go fit, you could go on a boat, but you couldn't go fishing on a boat. Remember that? That's with the law in the state of Washington. During COVID, separating everybody, you could get on a boat, but no fishing on a boat. Mm-hmm. The same experts. But this idea like, no, 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 we, we actually want you to smoke in public. 885 reports of drug use on buses in 2022. 52 bus operators reported being exposed to smoke from drugs and 16 bus drivers filed for workman's comp due to chemical exposure. This isn't secondhand smoke. This is smoke being lit on on luminous fall that's coming directly into the air that us bus drivers are breathing. You know, and it makes me really, really sick. Stevan says he knows the impact that fentanyl smoke is having on his own health. He's currently on leave for medical testing. I don't want to be putting in a predicament where I'm around drugs every day on my job that I didn't sign up for. And he says unless something changes, he's not sure he'll be back in the driver's seat. It's for the drug users. Um... They're, they're looked out for first. There you go. Because you don't want to criminalize the activity. We don't want to run them underground because then they're going to OD. And, you know, it's really, it's really, it's, you know, just let them do the drugs because we, we have got other bigger problems like people being pulled over with broken taillights. I, I have an idea where that was running. Hire cops, starting salary, $120,000 a year. Okay. I'm just going to pencil out the numbers. I know what the what the budget was prior to the defund let's reimagine policing. You just look at the cost to the city of every single crime, cost to the city with reduced tax revenue, cost to the city reduced sales tax, less people coming in. The uh, damage done to property, the damage done to buildings, the damage done to human beings, whether they're shot, killed, beaten over the head, hit in the head with a hammer. That's We let that hammer person go out there and kill somebody else. 
you start to think like, okay, the overall cost to society, I've, I've seen the studies on what it costs every single crime. But then you start to say, okay, what would it cost us to hire a hundred police and pay them all starting salary? You know, everybody else that's already there, good. We're glad you're there. We're getting the, the next groups coming in. It's like the Bible, right? The story we hired this guy to pick for the field at nine o'clock in the morning. We hired this guy later on. We pay him a different salary. See if you can get a hundred people to come in, get the job, and then just flood the streets. Get even more. Try to get 300 cops and pay whatever you have to pay to get them, as long as it's in balance with what it costs society, Seattle and Washington King County, for every single crime and all the other crap that goes with it. And just wonder what that number is. Because we're, we're well, paying it anyway. We're going to pay it. We pay it in reduced taxes. We pay it in garbage pickup. Uh, we pay it uh, when it comes to people having to go to the hospital, not having enough medical. We pay it when somebody is not able to go to work because they've been injured. We are paying it in some way. But I'm just saying bring down the cost of the crime, increase the the uh, price of, of uh, protection. I think the... the I, I, I do understand paying police officers more to attract them. The tricky part is that they're not the only thing. When you have judges letting people out, you have laws that are being reduced or eliminated that could keep people safe. I mean, you can have a hundred cops, uh, in front of a, a, you know, outside of a store to get people that are shoplifting, but if they're going to let them go, what good is it? I mean, that's the problem is that, you know, it's, there's so much, it's, it's so layered in. Uh, with people not doing anything to fight the crime or not doing enough to keep people safe. That's And that's where Jacob comes in. Jacob. Yes. Do you remember I told you about that lady who was in uh, Tacoma who was following the judges depending upon how they were doing and who they were letting out? Remember her? That's correct. Yes, I do remember her. Did we talk to her? Did, we, did you contact her? We have not. I've not heard back yet. I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Then I... Um, then. Uh, Here's a nut for you. Okay, that's what you get. All right, you're gonna get you're gonna get an almond. Gonna throw an almond at you. All right, when okay. you when you don't do your job, when you don't do your job, you get an almond. All right. All right? Wow, this seems like almost a reward. I should do my job yeah. less. I think. I'll get oh no no almonds. no! Because you didn't see this. I have my mouth, and then I throw it at you. Okay. Oh. All right, uh, you're right. This camera is a bad idea because I'm eventually going to be playing to the camera. The whole thing's going to be all lighted there. <laughs> playing to the by sucking. Eventually, on <laughs> you mean now? <laughs> Sherry, don't make me eat this crisp, crisp, crispit. That would be trisket. <laughs> you can eat the crispit, just don't eat the trisket. <laughs> I'm ill. Okay, yeah, we we got that. You've mentioned uh, that a few hundred times. It's it's draining men. Uh, when citizens name municipal fixtures, the puns flow freely. Uh, big problem when they ask people to name stuff. Uh, I know in England it was a big deal to add in there. Uh, like Bodie McBoatface was a name yeah. that people had come up with. And then the people, they voted for it. Oh, Bodie McBoatface. Now we can't actually call it Bodie McBoatface. So I think they had like the, the other name for it. And then the little name was Bodie McBoatface. But everybody was putting McFace on everything whenever they were asked to, you know, name anything. So now uh, they're doing it again. They're making the big mistake and they're asking people to name stuff. And I love this because I love puns. And I know you're going to hate it. So here, just uh, just a few. Hold on. So uh, these sewer great names, okay? Yeah. Make America great again. <laughs> All right. Snowplows. 
Forget a forget a plow it. I love this That's one. A- Con- control yeah. salt delete. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Snowpez. <laughs> okay. okay. Garbage trash. Um, the truck names. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I can't read my own writing. Um, oh, they hi- oh, Ohio turned Oh, what a shame. One hundred. Okay. Shame. Oh, Ohio is doing a contest. So um, they're they're doing contests for all kinds of things, and one of the things they yeah. came up with was for their snow plows, Ohio thaw enforcement. Uh, okay, in Minnesota, adopt a drain, purple drain. Okay, Sherry, this is as bad as just doing a list show, but you're just doing list puns. Okay, so another one is Bike Tyson. <laughs> Who am I? Why am I here? I just think it's very clever. I just think they're very clever. Are you one of those pun people? Um, yeah, I kind of am a pun person. Right. There's a I love great a, a play on words, and, and I love yes. puns. Well, people always do, oh, pardon the pun. And they say that it's not really a pun, but they say, oh, pardon the pun when they do. A pun's different, play on the words. Uh, Rachel Bell and um, Sean went to, was it the international or the national pun contest? Wasn't this, do you remember this, Andrew and Jacob? Remember I this? do, yeah. I think, was it down in Vegas? I figure where they did it. And um, they were like, they're standing there as a team, and they just give you a topic, and you just keep going and keep going until finally you've either, you know, blow it up and you can't think of one but they were just and rachel's really good at it yes yeah, she's so really Sean, good really good at it and they were just amazed at how some other people were able to constantly you know build on it and keep going and going and going it's a certain type of brain that's able to just keep thinking in that sort of slightly around the normal in the phonics of, of the whole experience so good for them by the way uh <laughs> just looking down to see what time the show's over <laughs> <sighs> when you run out of oxygen, we'll stop. Oh, so anytime God. that happens. So are I, you feeling any better? No. I uh, grew, I still have a I had a fever and then I took um oh well, I don't know where my medicines are. Um so I'm in Park City right now because I came to Park City for an auction on Saturday. I was too sick to to fly back and then I was just felt awful I didn't want to give anybody what I've got. And man, I was hurting big time uh, during that auction, and it was awful. Just, and that's where I found these things that somebody was there, like, "Hey, you look really sick." And then all of a sudden, I was now I I can't get enough of them. I think I'm going through like seven or eight of these an hour. I I, I take it easy on that. Like, I'm not sure that all that extra oxygen to your brain is really a good thing. Oh yeah, you know what? You know what you're getting? You're getting one of these. I'm sorry. Getting a wet almond. <laughs> I was gonna say. Okay. I don't know. Thank you. For yeah, you've got to clarify. Delicious. Oh, sorry, everybody. If you're not watching, it's a wet which is almond. most people, which is almost everybody, not watching. And also, and if so- you haven't been listening for the whole hour, you still knowing it's a wet almond actually doesn't help you at all understand what's right. going. On. Okay, you know what. This will be the downfall. People are like, hey, whatever happened to that three to seven show? Uh, they, they they put cameras in, and the whole thing just sort of fell apart. <laughs> yeah, they started throwing wet almonds at each other. Nobody. Knew no, not no, no. That was only to you, Jacob. Whenever you don't do your job, but oh, I got two. 
Okay. <laughs> don't don't encourage me. Here we are. Yeah, you are. You write to us at mynorthwest.com. You can text us as well. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. And come on in, teeny tiny lady. Who, uh, she's been quiet all day, Jacob. I can see her over there. You tap on the glass. I don't want to say wake her up. Maybe she's she's self conscious about the cameras. Ah, she's meditating. Yes. Um, tip, tap just lightly with that long thumbnail you have. Um, let her know that we got to get to the letter of the day. They're pouring in. We do have to choose the letter of the day. Um, every once in a while, the Wall Street Journal does a piece. It's a. Uh, they seem to be somewhat repetitive. But it's always this idea of how do you seek happiness and where's happiness and goal setting and realigning your life and why are so many of us disappointed or discouraged? It seems to be an ongoing series um, when people get to a place where all of a sudden that's it. I've achieved this. And now what? Uh, that's what they're looking into here. And I assume there's some advice to help you sort of figure out how to navigate the that's it. That's all there is to life. Yeah, I think it's kind of a universal um, feeling that a lot of people have where they work very, very hard to achieve a goal. They get the goal and then they go, oh, now I've got to work even harder. It's not what I thought it would be. I'm an imposter. People mm. are going to figure out that I'm a fraud. I can't do this job. And so sure, you're, you're reading from the article. You're not talking about yourself, right? You just, that was from the article. <laughs> Just for just clarifying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, ahead, a little bit of both. Uh, so they're saying that, you know, they gave a lot of examples of, as they always do in the Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of examples of people who reached what they considered to be maybe the pinnacle of their success and felt very empty. And so the the takeaway is that, you know, you have to sort of enjoy the ride, right? You have to be able to enjoy not just the hit of joy that you get when you succeed because you're going to go back to that baseline of whatever your baseline of happy or unhappy is. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you can ride that wave for a little while. Wow, I did this. And I, I'm really guilty of this. Like when I was doing freelance work and acting and things like that, I would live from one job to the next. And so if I got the job, I was on top of the world for about a week. Yeah. And then when I didn't get the job, I was devastated like that. Everything hinged on getting it or not getting it. So it. so uh, it's really uh, it, it, it's it's an interesting phenomenon. And I think that a lot of people go through it. And some mm -hmm. people are just overwhelmed with the responsibility of having a new job or be the, being the boss. One guy said he wanted to be the funny guy. He wanted to be the the guy that hung out with people. But once he became the boss, people acted differently toward him. Yeah. They were, you know, trying to please him all the time, and he didn't like that. Well, the to quote Tom Waits, the pleasure's in the pursuit and not the apprehending, right? Uh, and it's not about the goal. It's about the journey towards the goal. There's an interesting phenomenon that happens when you run marathons. People that run a marathon, the next day or for at least two days, they go into a depression. Uh, it's called the runner's blues. I talked to a friend of mine who... I was suffering after one race, and he said, oh, oh, here's the way to get around that. The night before the marathon, if you're going to run the Seattle Marathon, which is a Sunday after Thanksgiving, the night before, sign up for another marathon. 
So you go online, you're like, oh, there's one, so that's November. Oh, there's one in Minneapolis. So there's one in, I'll sign up for that one in April. You sign up for the one in April, and when you finish that marathon, you don't have that feeling of, huh, now what? It really is. It's a physical, mental thing. It's really interesting. Once the goal is gone, it just sort of stops, and then you're like, now what? So as you always have that carrot out in front of you for something like that. I had an interesting conversation last night. I was talking to Nick, and she said to me, because I was always going, 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 flying everywhere, doing all these auctions. I do like 70 of these things. And she said, you know what? You don't need the money. You're done. You've, you don't have to work another day in your life. You're finished. I know not. I said, don't say I'm finished. She goes, okay, I got a better word for you. How about this? You've won. You've won. You've done it. You made all this money. You successful at the auction. You do the radio thing. You don't have to do anything anymore. You could quit everything tomorrow and then just be done. Just be finished. I'm like, well, then what? Right? <sighs> then what would I do? I mean, am I am I still on the air? <laughs> well, well, I mean, that depends. If you are a naturally, um, if you're well, a goal seeker, then you're going to want to, you'll have a new goal. You'll have a new thing that you want to do and you'll reach that I, and then you'll go on to the next. When I was a kid, we had a thing called the cool Macar. My mom had a big old like uh, baby buggy, right? It was really fancy because uh, my parents... My mom's dad had a lot of money. And one day, I took the top of the, the, the buggy off, and all was left were these four wheels that were inflatable and had, like, this metal thing underneath, and I put a piece of wood on top of it. And we called it the Cool Macar. And every kid in the neighborhood loved the Cool Macar. And I hated sitting in the Cool Macar, but I liked pushing the Cool Macar. I was always the guy... Back behind it, back there pushing it because I liked how fast I could run. And I liked the sound of the kid in, you know, sitting on this piece of wood, you know, teetering in between these four wheels. I liked the sound of the kid, you know, squealing or screaming as we're racing down the road. I always pushed it only once that I actually sit in it. And I was so uncomfortable because I could hear the kid, Johnny Core, pushing the thing and he's kind of wheezing. And I think maybe even meeting a. He might have had asthma. He's pulling over. We weren't going that fast. And I was so uncomfortable because I could sense he was uncomfortable. I wasn't able to enjoy sitting. So I always liked being the guy that pushed. So I've always been the, 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 the doer, not the one just enjoying the ride. So it will be very difficult to all of a sudden just say, well, that's it. They don't have to work anymore. I am not there. Well, you, you, you want to be in control. You wanted to be in control of the buggy. No, 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 no. I liked, no, it wasn't, I wasn't controlling. I liked the fact that I was, my job was to push faster and I liked how I could push faster than other people. And I liked the fact that I was like in service, that I was doing that and I never wanted to take the free ride. Does that make sense, doctor? I see our time's up. <laughs> yes, make sure you make your next appointment on your way out. I will. And, uh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Um, I, yeah, it, it does make sense. I mean, I, the, I think the, there's a Robert Hastings poem, and it's called The Station. And mm, okay. it's, it's about. No. And okay. it is about a, 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 
the idea that all of our lives we think we're going to pull into the station, the train station. We're on mm-hmm. a train. Mm-hmm. And when we get there, that's when the parade will start. That's when the balloons will be there. Everyone will be there to greet us and cheer us on. And the mm-hmm. station changes all of our lives. It could be a new car. It could be a job. It could be having a child. And we, but there is no station. That's his point. There's no station. It's just the ride. So you think that's going to be that's going to be your moment when you pull into the station, but it doesn't really ever go there. You just have to be on the ride and accept those things and and hope that they bring you joy as as you get them. And I think it's very hard. I think it's 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 hard to be goal oriented and be ambitious and ever give it up because that's kind of who you are it's it's you know if you were to stop doing what you were doing chances are whatever you replaced it with you'd be just as ambitious or you'd be just as competitive or just as um worried about making sure you did it right don't you think no not anymore You don't think you, you don't think that you would you think you would change. Um, I don't feel as competitive as I used to. Uh, not that I've lost the fire. I just be I will I would spend more time painting, uh, and I I see myself uh, growing pumpkins, and and then going nuts. Did you say going nuts or throwing nuts? <laughs> Are you out there, Sherry? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are they so yeah, uh, sucked on nuts? It looks like. Yeah. Really. Sometimes my sneezes sound like giggles. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I'm not finished yet, Sherry. I still have that. Good. I got eight more years of doing radio. <laughs> That I don't believe. <laughs> that I don't I'll believe. I'll see you in 2031, John. But <laughs> <laughs> half the world will be obese. <laughs> no way they're going to keep this show going. All right. It doesn't sound like you'll survive till right Yeah, today. I mean, I'm hoping I you make it switch. tomorrow. <laughs> Jacob, it's your job to tell me to switch to the blue ones. Okay. Good. That's it. Take another hit, Johnny. Yeah, there's another right, almond in my way, it sounds like. <laughs> Dirty napkin. Back at it. John Curly, Sherry, I like the show. And Teeny Time. Teeny! Teeny! Hello! Teeny? Take a Teeny! Oh, God. Oh, panic for a moment there. <laughs> All right. Uh, hold on, Teeny. Teeny's got a letter of the day. First, so here comes the mailman now. Mailman, come back. Come on in here, mailman. I'm the mailman, as you can see, I'm the mailman, don't nobody mess with me, I'm the mailman, if you didn't know, I'm the mailman, bring the mail to your door. Right to your door, teeny tiny ladies, good letter of the day, let's take care of, uh, oh, rest, here we go. Okay, video stream, area code 206. The camera mode takes away some of the magic of radio. Now that we can see Sherry, we can see that her hands appear to be normal-sized. I'd like to believe that her hands are actually huge and will continue to write in hand jokes. (laughs) 
Uh, Melinda Bellevue. Wow. Really, really love the cameras, but I cannot pull myself away from my computer. By the way, Nate is adorable. <laughs> Poor Sherry, though. Now she has to primp daily for the big show. Uh, emoji, area code emoji. Mm-hmm. T- 206. I was wondering, I noticed that now we can see you on, now that we can see you on your webcam, does that mean you can see me? I think I better put some clothes on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, 425. Uh, keep up the good work, Jacob. Sucked on almonds. It's just the start. One day, you might get a $0 Starbucks gift card. <laughs> Throw that at the camera. Okay. <laughs> TikTok, uh, Marguerite and Lacey, mm, Jacob, mm-hmm. love, please share the Tom and John cur- d- dancing video on the show's Facebook page. I'll mm-hmm. cash app Venmo Zelle or Google pay you $25. Marguerite, Lacey, Marguerite, not worth it. Save your money. <laughs> Save your money. Lance of Manchester says, during the commercial break, Sherry thinks, hey, maybe I should get on TikTok now that they're using filters. There's one reason, there's, uh, there's one for evening skin tones, narrowing the nose. Wait, where's the hand proportional filter? Count me out. Okay. Got it. Um, King, the King of Sting. You scared the, but jeebers out of me with those B sounds. I'm outside pulling a picnic table together, and I'm wearing Bose headphones. I about started running around like an inflatable waving arm man you see at the car lots. Yeah, there you go. Good image. What do you think of this? Does this work? Hold on. I got to move over. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. Again, Suddenly, we're not doing radio anymore. Uh, tipping, Ed Brevard says, tipping sucks, especially when you get a dirty look if they think it's not enough. And now the letter and of the now day. it is time for Thank the letter you, of the day. Hit it. Thank you. All right. Michelle in the 425 says, I, you tried to Google John Curley and Sherry Elliker, but I was using talk to text and it came up with drunk early on Sherry Liquor. Well, let's let's do another hour. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Didn't write no more. Didn't write no more. Where are my wet bobbins? Let's do another hour. Come on, everybody. Come on.